return is very close And so you better be believing that our God is an awesome God Our God is an awesome God Welcome to a service at Holy Life Tabernacle in Brookings, South Dakota. We are proclaiming the good news of Jesus Christ. Now let's go into the sanctuary and here's today's message. My baby brother. (laughs) Who knew? Pastor Dave sends his greetings from Kansas, as Pastor Kevin mentioned, and he is um, with grandchildren and with Angela this morning, and I'm very grateful and humbled to be able to preach the Word. Nothing quite like it, right? You get addicted to the ministry, and I know you all know what I'm talking about. So um, my topic today is about spiritual battles, which doesn't sound really fun, but... We've got weapons. God has given us weapons. And today I want to talk about three weapons. Actually, it's three powerful weapons. The word, we can say it together, the word, the name, and the blood. Those sound pretty uplifting, don't they? So the Lord has not left us without weapons to walk in victory. And even the beautiful words that were given today were laced with victory and grace and Good things ahead. Good things for your future. So whatever you're facing, someone gave me these a while back. And Luke 10.19 says that no matter what we're facing, the Lord says, I give you power over all the power of the enemy. It's already in you. If you know Jesus, you have power over all the power of the enemy. And Jesus says, Jesus actually said it in red letter, nothing shall by any means harm you. So we're going to take that today. Amen? Let's go ahead and start with our first PowerPoint and reading from 2 Corinthians 10, 3 and 4. This is probably one of my favorite life verses. And this talks about that we are walking around in a fleshly body. We are threefold. We are spirit, soul, and body. But this verse says, though we walk in the flesh... We do not war after the flesh. We're not going to get things done in a fleshly way for the kingdom. We're not going to get things done through the flesh for the Spirit of God. It's it's through the Spirit of God. For the weapons, verse 4, the weapons of our warfare, can we shout out, are not carnal. They're not carnal. This will give you some relief today. This will give you some peace if you've been exhausted and trying and trying and trying. The Lord says, the weapons of your warfare are not carnal, but they are mighty. Now, that's a good word. They are mighty through God. Should we say that together? They are mighty through God. Mighty through God. And it says, to the pulling down of strongholds. So I don't know about you, but have you ever tried to deal with spiritual matters in the natural realm? Yeah? You know, us mama bears can get in there and, like, try to fix everything, but... Praise God, we can go to our closet. Praise God, we can bring kingdom to earth. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done right here on earth. And these verses say that the weapons of our warfare are not carnal. We cannot war after the flesh. We cannot use our fleshly efforts, though some may be very good and used by God, but we can't 
expect things to happen in, in the spirit realm with the fleshly efforts. I want to read it in the Amplified. <clears throat> if you just um, can just put on your listening ears. For though we walk or we live in the flesh, we are not carrying on our warfare according to the flesh, using mere human weapons. The weapons of our warfare are not physical. They are not weapons of flesh and blood. But they are mighty through God for the overthrow. It's an overthrow and destruction of Satan's strongholds. Hallelujah. Hallelujah for that. I'm so grateful that we have the power and the ability to pull down strongholds that God never intended for them to be. It could be mind control. It could be any area. It could be some kind of a situation with family member. It could be physical. It could be financial. But the Lord says he's given us a weapon to pull down strongholds. And we face spiritual battles. Anybody facing a spiritual battle lately? Well, he's given us the victory. The weapons of our warfare are not carnal means. Our warfare is against spiritual forces of wickedness. Therefore, I put a few exclamation points after that. Therefore, carnal weapons or fleshly efforts such as, and I'm just going to read a few things here that in my life I've tried to do and uh, come up zipnata. The efforts such, such as human ingenuity, talents, wealth or natural ability, intellect, eloquence, propaganda or programs, leadership skills, charisma and personality and so on and so on. We could... Add to that list. So many things. But those things within themselves, come on now, they are not adequate to pull down the strongholds of Satan. Now, you know us in this church here. We hardly ever talk about these things like, you know, all the devil's doing that or the devil's doing that. But it is so important to be aware that we live in a spiritual world. It is so important for us to be aware that we have weapons. You can get through. These weapons will bring us through to continuous victory, from victory to victory, from strength to strength. I want to prophesy. From glory to glory, that's where you're going. Thank you, Lord. The only weapons capable of destroying the forces of Satan are those which God gives us. I want to say them together. The word, the name, and the blood. Can we shout those out? The word, the name, and the blood. And the Bible says they are mighty. They're mighty through God to pull down those strongholds. Maybe you're walking free. Maybe you've been all set free. But you know people around you. You know family members. I know that Jesus breaks curses off of our lives and sets us free and wants us to use these weapons to affect more and more people all the time. When we're spiritual, someone who's spiritual, we judge all things. And we gain an understanding. That which is born of the flesh is flesh. But that which is born of the spirit, hallelujah, it is spirit. And we're operating in the spirit realm. In fact, as I look around, I see this. You know, the Bible says we're seated in heavenly places. You see all your chairs right up there. Everyone's just sitting, sitting up high. You're all elevated in heavenly places. But we don't want to be tired or exhausted dealing with spiritual battles in the natural realm. Just want to read a sentence here. Fleshly efforts in which we operate in a horizontal direction oriented towards people instead of looking up vertically are tiring, discouraging, and fruitless. Today you will be energized. Today you will be revived. 
today some fresh ideas, some revelation will come to bring us onward and upward. We're moving forward. If we come to the same place again and again in a relationship, maybe it's even in a marriage, how about the same argument? How about trying to change someone in a carnal, in a fleshly way, trying to get a person to change? Same attacks, same battles. can be a roller coaster. Do, do we carry the same burdens? I would say, as I look at things I've gone through, that I have probably been warring after the flesh when I'm in that place, when I'm in that situation, and uh, feeling like, oh, how can I, how can I change this, Lord? Three weapons, the word, the name, and the blood. Thank you, Lord. This is the victory. We're not ignorant of the enemy's devices, but we're going to stand fast in the faith and quit ye like man, the Bible says. We're strong. We're empowered. We have the knowledge. We walk in the spirit. Ephesians 6, this will be a PowerPoint here, verse 10 through 13. It says, we do not wrestle against people. Come on. Your battle is not against flesh and blood. I'll just go ahead and read it from the screen. Finally, my brethren, do you want to read it with me? Be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Wherefore, whole armor, that you may be able to stand, having done all to stand. We're standing today. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Your battle is not against a human being. We can love everyone. We can love people, no matter what's going on. Because the Bible says that we are, we're wrestling against principalities, which means rulers. Against powers, these are things in the spirit. Against rulers of darkness in this world, world rulers. Against spiritual wickedness, against spiritual beings, fallen angels, demons, and Lucifer himself. The good news is that we have the victory. The Bible says that we can't counsel out the devil. We can't talk him out. We can't hope him out. We can't wish him out. But we have a power and we have an authority from Jesus to evict him out with these three weapons. The word, the blood, and the name. You have all the power you need for the power of the enemy to be broken. The Bible says that he's under our feet. And this is the victory. This is the victory that he's given us. Our weapons are mighty through God to pull down strongholds. And I'm praying as this word is going forth that there's strongholds that are being broken. Things that you're moving forward. And I just saw a quick flash like you're moving forward into your promised land. It's a, it's, you're going to possess. You're moving forward today, moving closer in to that promised land that the Lord has for us. So I want to look at these uh, three weapons briefly today. And I want to start with the word. Everyone got your Bible today? Amen. I see Bibles all over the room. And we have the word up here on the screen. So I remember as a, as a new Christian uh, reading the scripture from Ephesians, and it says that to take the sword of the Spirit. The word of God is a sword. So how, how about that? that? That the word that is on your lap or in your hand, that it's sharp. Yeah. It's quicker than any two-edged sword. And verse 
17 of Ephesians 6 says, take the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. We have to take it. Now, when you walked out of your house today, you walked out of your room, what did you do? You went and picked up your Bible. You took your Bible. This scripture says, take it, take it, take it, take the sword, take the sword of the Spirit. It's the Word of God, and it will bring you places. It will do things in the spirit realm that our fleshly efforts and our carnal efforts can never get done. But you take the Word. You speak the Word. It is quick. Hebrews 4.12 says, the Word of God is living. It's alive. Is it, is it uh, sh- shivering there on your, on your lap? Is your Bible do you, do you feel that air going through it? It's life-breathed. It's powerful. It's sharper than any two-edged sword. This again says that the Word of God is a sword. It is not old. It is not archaic. The Word of God is alive. It's not inept. It's not out of date. And it is not inactive. It's quick. It's working. God is moving. He's using His Word. The, the Word of God is continually powerful, active, living, and eternal. Any word that we have sent out is still alive. The word became flesh and he dwelt among us and we behold his glory. The glory is of the only begotten father, of the father, full of grace and full of truth. Grace, prophetic word. Okay, thank you, Lord. We have the word. We have what we need. We can use the word. You know how important it is now for us to know the word? Take it. Take the sword of the spirit. Take it. Take it. You know, um, we just... Let's just say here, uh, us in here, we don't have to say anymore, well, oh, I don't really know the Bible that well, or we don't have to say anymore, like, well, I have no idea how to remember scriptures. No, you are skilled. You are students of the word. You are anointed. You have the mind of Christ. You're a vessel of honor. You walk with the Lord. And when you look at a scripture, it goes into you. It's God-breathed, and it's living, and it's active. It's doing a good work in your life. And I believe that you have the mind of Christ. Did I already say that? My God saying you have the mind of Christ. You have what it takes. You have everything you need. And you can know the word. We are um, not ashamed. We are students who get into the word of God. Now, when I was in ninth grade, Kevin probably remembers my, my girlfriend, Laura Lee. And we hung out together a lot. I think she liked both of my brothers. But anyway, um, a sweet redhead friend and... She was going to go away for the summer, and I was really disappointed about that. I was going to miss her a lot. So we went to our airport and pier, and um, I don't even remember where she went. She went to be with a sibling. But anyway, um, as after she left, and maybe I was waiting for a ride, I don't remember, but someone had left a gospel track at the pier airport. Wow. And I just want to tell you how powerful the Word of God is. Yes, totally. Amen to that. I picked up that track. And I believe there were two scriptures, but um, as I was thinking about this, the only, I could only remember the one. But it said something like, Thy word have I hid in my heart, that I might not sin against thee. Right. And I looked at that. Maybe the other one was, Create in me a clean heart, O right. Lord. And I looked at those scriptures, and I might have taken the track home. Yeah. But those words right. leapt off the page. They became bread to my soul. And we were not in a Christian home at the time. We were, um, there was a lot of turmoil going on as we were raised. And, but I got that word. Right. And growing up in the church that we grew up in, I memorized those scriptures. And I said them every night with my bedtime prayers, with all my, God bless mama, God bless daddy, God bless. Yeah. 
Maureen, Kathleen, Patrick, Jeannie, Kevin, James, Elizabeth, Anastasia, anyway. <laughs> and sometimes even the dog. So that word, that word got in my heart. I just said, created me a clean heart, oh Lord. Renew a right spirit within me. Thy word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against thee. And I was maybe, I don't know, 14 years old. And I said that scripture every night. Five years later, I was born again. But I just tell you what, the word of God is powerful. The word of God births newness. The word of God creates. And I won't get into the testimony of our family all being born again, being set free from a wild lifestyle. And now we're men, several of us are in the ministry. And it goes back to the word. The word, the name, and the blood. You have weapons. Weapons that are not carnal. The weapons are mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. This girl could have never stood on a platform and preached the word. This girl had was this girl was full of spirits. And they weren't holy. (laughs) This girl had a spirit of fear on her. That when I was in a classroom and asked to say my name, I had to work at it. Now, some of you know what I'm talking about. (laughs) I gotta say my name. I gotta say where I'm from. Jesus sets us free. He uses his word. His word. You shall receive power when the Holy Ghost comes on you. You shall be my witnesses in Jerusalem, in Judea, in Samaria, and all around the world. It's because of the word, the everlasting, ever-living seed of the word of God. It is incorruptible. And it does things. I think someone said it here today. Maybe it's in Kevin, that prophecy there. It was like things that you would never dream imaginable. Come on, in the natural. But you, in the supernatural. We'll go places. You are in the supernatural. You're walking it out. Every day. It's a walk of faith, isn't it? Every day we take the word. Every day we cleave to the word. We hang on to the truth. We get rid of things that are contrary to the word of God. And the word is working mightily in us today. You've sent the word many places to many people in many situations. And that word is active. That word. God honors his word. He honors his word forever, O Lord. Your word is settled in heaven. What a relief. What a relief. You have that Bible in your hand. What a relief that you've hid that word in your heart. Okay, I want to look at 1 Timothy 1.18. Some of you have been in situations where you've received a prophetic word. And I said prophetic, not pathetic. You've received a prophetic word from God. And hasn't that just blessed your heart? Yeah. Hasn't that just stirred your heart? Yeah. Where God said, like God, God's already spoke several things here today prophetically. Oh. It's by his spirit. Now, the good news is you can take that word and you can use it for spiritual warfare. Absolutely. Yeah. And um, when Pastor Dave and I, that uh, we've been pastoring here now for 37 years, help me, <laughs> I should know that. 37 years here in Brookings, and but we had received a prophetic word before we were pastoring. We were in Sioux Falls, South Dakota in a very small church, and this speaker named Woody Gibbs, he stood in the front, and we were way in the back. I think our kids were babies, and we didn't want to make a, a scene, and uh, no offense there, Ryan. <laughs> he was always good in church, let me tell you, and 
this man said, uh, you there in the back, you there in the back. And he was talking to Pastor Dave, yeah. and, but we, he, my husband was a painter at, the point, at that point, and he was um, doing shingles and um, a businessman. And, but prophetically, Woody Gibbs called Pastor Dave out and said, um, you're a pastor, aren't you? And Pastor Dave's like, well, I, um, you know, I teach a Bible study in Volga, South Dakota. <laughs> and, uh, but he began to prophesy. And he gave him a word. It was a prophetic word back then. Most of you are so young, you have no idea what cassette tapes are. Does anyone know what a cassette tape is? Oh, okay. So we got that word, that prophetic word on a cassette tape, and we listened to it again. And we still have that somewhere. And uh, again and again and again. And God, through Woody, prophesied that Pastor Dave would pastor and that we would pastor. And we're like, oh, wow, really? Many times we, we went back to that prophetic word, and we used that word as spiritual warfare. That's exactly what this verse says. It says, this charge, I commit to you, son Timothy. It says, according to the prophecies which went before on you. The prophecies, they've they've landed on you. Many in this room have received a prophetic word. And it says that you by them. Do you see that there? That you by them. By what? Say it. By the prophecies. That you, by them, by the prophetic words, that you, by them, come on, let's, let's get our folders out of our, in, in our homes. Let's get our notebooks out where you jotted down a prophetic word. I've been at fire starters and there's word after word after word after word. Find them, remember them, say la, stop and think about them, take it, take the word of God, rehearse it. It says that by them you might war a good warfare. Well, I know we would never be pastoring here today if it were not for the word of God. And we've used prophecies. That's one example, Woody Gibb. But we've used many prophecies over the years saying, always agree with God, saying, but God, you said. Yeah? But God, you said we shall be the head and not the tail. We shall be above only and not beneath. God, you said it is with your stripes my body is healed. Oh, God, you said that we believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and we shall be saved and our household. God, you said that my, my mind is your mind. You said I think your thoughts. And we can go on and on. God, you said that my strength is renewed like an eagle. Can I prophesy that here today? Yes. We shall mount up with wings as of eagles. We shall run. You shall not be weary. You shall walk. And you shall not think. You're strong in the Lord, in the power of his might. It's by those prophetic words that you can war mighty warfare and bring you through to victory. These weapons are all about victory victorious living. So we have been able to use the word over and over and over again. I think verse 13 of this, or 19 says, uh, by these prophecies, hold on to them, keep them, keep your faith, and keep a good conscience. And uh, that's a great place to live. Jesus used the word. Jesus said, when evening was come, they brought unto him many that were possessed with devils. 
want to be setting the captives free with the Word of God. He casts out the spirits with his, say it, with his Word, and he healed them. So we can send the Word many, 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 many times, year after year, year after year, month after month. Psalm 107, we send the Word. We send the Word and deliver people from their destruction. You know, we can be here. We send the Word to India. We send the Word to Africa. We send the Word to the Philippines. We send the Word to Russia. We send the Word to Turkmenistan. We send the Word all around the world. We can send the Word. And it says that the Word of God delivers people from destruction. Can you shout hallelujah? I want to tell you there's power in the Word. We want to know the Word. We want to use the Word, speak the Word, and see the Word. See situations as taken care of with the Word of God. Because God is a good, good Father. And everything He has planned and aimed at you is good. And it's, it's His Word. He'll give you an answer. There'll be an answer here today of something, of some situation that is going on. But God will give you a Word. Pray the Word. Memorize the Word. Believe it. Claim it. Use it. When years ago, when we were born again, we'd, we'd always say, we claim the word. Do some of you still say that? We claim the word. Yes, we claim the word. Muse on it. Meditate it. And I, I think I already said, agree with the word of God. We cannot look in the mirror and say, I don't like you. <laughs> no, you want to look in the mirror and say, I'm made in the image of God. Agree with God. Maybe, you know, whatever the situation is, don't put yourself down. Say something that God says about you. Maybe you should write that down. Say something that God says about you. Settle for nothing less than what God says. Refuse to build a doctrine around your experience. You know, God, God gave me a rumor word just this morning. Because sometimes I think in life we can all look back and go, oh, I wish that wouldn't have happened, you know? Oh, that's not what God wanted. But even this morning, and I don't always like how, how this is used, but it, God said it. So he said all things work together for good. He didn't come to cause the storm. He came to calm the storm. And just today, I was just thinking about a couple situations and, you know, just wishing like, oh, I wish that would have been better, or I wish this, or I wish that. But God says, I'm working it for good. I'm working it out. I'm working it. Some of you did not grow up in, how is it you say, that family? The Partridge family. (laughs) But God, with his resurrection touch, he'll touch that place. He'd turn it around, yes. 360, around. and brings good, God. works up for good. So many all across the sanctuary, you could stand up and testify. That's me. Look what the Lord has done. Yes. I've been delivered. Oh, praise the Lord. I've been delivered by his word. The chains of sin are broken. I've been delivered by the word. There's a big change in me. <laughs> a big change in me. Oh, I'm so happy. I am so free. He brought me out of bondage into liberty. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> big change in me. Oh, thank you, Lord. Let's read one more scripture about the Word of God. 2 Timothy 3.16. This is such a beautiful picture. 
it says that scripture is given by inspiration of God, but that word there, it's something to do with our lungs and air and breath. But there, there's a picture, as I looked it up, um, of God breathing the word to man. Breathing his word into mankind. All scripture is given by inspiration of God. It is, we can read that together. It is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction of righteousness, that the man of God may be, you read it. Perfect, complete, lacking nothing. And it thoroughly furnished. So no longer can we say, I don't have what it takes, right? It says that that word was God-breathed and it profits you. You know, and like Pastor Dave always says, if he says something or if I'm saying something today, go to the Bible and check it out. Make sure what we say is what God says. And it will profit us. It will straighten us out. It will keep us going straight and uh, that we be thoroughly furnished, equipped for all good works. Okay. Moving right along. Uh, the name of Jesus. So we got the word, the name, and the blood. Should we say those again? The word. The name, the Amen. There's power in the name. Sweetest name I know. Amen. Fills my every longing. Keeps me singing as I go. Amen. The name of Jesus. These signs shall follow them that believe in my name. They shall cast out devils. Have you ever cast out a devil? We never talk about that here. <laughs> talk about it today. We've cast out demons. And people need to be set free. Jesus, we want to do what Jesus did. We cast out demons. He he cast out demons. Speak with new tongues. Take up serpents. If they drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. This is about the name. Say his name. Jesus. How about we shout his name out? Jesus. Whoa, that was good. And we lay hands on the sick. They shall recover. I don't know who you're sitting by, but just... Put your hand on someone to be healed in Jesus' name. Just let miracles happen right here. So does healing power. Do it, Lord. Touch your people, Lord. There is salvation in no other name. There is one name. People do not like this verse. There is one name given unto men. Whereby men shall be saved. His name is Jesus. It says there's one name. Salvation is found in no one else. Come on, let's stick to the word. Let's preach the word. There's no other name under heaven by which we must be saved. We have access through the name. So we have power in the name, salvation in the name. We have access. Boy, I remember finding that out when I was, how old was I? 19? Young. And thank God, we can get saved young. Amen? And it says that we have access through the name. I did not know that I could address and have access to the Father, through Jesus. There's a bridge. He's a bridge. And it says, he says, whatever you ask the Father, say it in my name. He will give it to you. Access through the name. His name is above every other name. I'd like to look at the PowerPoint, Philippians 2, 9 through 10. Wherefore, 
God has highly exalted him. Let's exalt him in this place today. God has exalted him and given him a name which is above every name. It's, it's above any name, anything negative, any name you can think of that is horrible. Jesus' name is above that name. That at the name of Jesus, it says, every knee shall bow of things in heaven and things in the earth and things under the earth. Come on. And that every tongue, every tongue shall confess that Jesus Christ is the Lord to the glory of God the Father. That is our God. That's who Jesus is to the glory of God the Father. His name today is above every other name. No matter what name you carried or who you think you are, that is not what his, the name he gave you. His name is above every other name. There shall be a day when we shall witness a gathering of beings in which all fallen creatures of hell will bow down and confess Jesus is Lord. Let's move on now to the blood of the Lamb. We overcome by the blood of the Lamb. We love to think about his pure, spotless, flawless blood because he never sinned. And the Bible, Revelation says they overcame the saints. They overcame the devil. They triumphed over him. You're triumphing over him today by the blood of the Lamb, by the word of your testimony. And you love him so much, you do not even love your life so much as to shrink from death. We will stand up for you, Jesus. And the blood of Jesus causes us to overcome. I prophesy and I declare today you're overcoming by his blood. You and your household. Spirit, soul, and body. Finances. Overcoming. We cover everything with the blood of the Lamb. The power of the blood. The precious blood. The saints overcome hell's dragon with the simple weapon. Of heaven's lamb. His blood. blood. So pure. So holy. Jesus, thank you. Just thank him right now. Thank you. Thank you. you. We obtain redemption. Neither by the blood of goats and calves, but by his own blood. He entered in once into the holy place. It says, having obtained an eternal redemption for us. He obtained it. He went and got it for us. Thank you, Lord. We have boldness through the blood. I'd like to look at Hebrews 10, 19 through 20. And uh, there's so many benefits that come. Because his blood dropped on the ground and broke the curse off of our lives. Part of this I can't see. If I stop reading, you keep reading, okay? And so, dear brothers and sisters... We can boldly enter heaven's most holy place because of the blood. By his death, Jesus opened. Wow. Come boldly to the throne that you will find mercy and grace to help in time of need. The blood has opened that up for us. We can come before him, stand in his presence. He's obtained redemption. We have boldness. We are made near because of his blood. The Bible says in Peter that his blood is sufficient to purchase everyone under sin. 
and there's cleansing in the blood. We used to sing 1 John 1, 7, if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship one with another. And the blood of Jesus Christ cleanses us from all sin. Again, I just want to say prophetically, whatever, whatever even today we're going through or whatever our past is, the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanses us from all sin. You, now you are made clean through yeah. the word. Thank you, Lord. You've washed us. Oh, let me read something here. It's just a couple um, verses from an old song. There is a fountain filled with blood, drawn from Emmanuel's veins, and sinners plunge beneath that flood, lose all their guilty stains. The dying thief rejoiced to see that fountain in his day, and there have I... Though vile as he, washed all my sins away. Dear dying lamb, thy precious blood shall never lose its power till all the ransomed church of God are safe to sin no more. Ever since, by faith, I saw the stream, I saw thy flowing wounds supply. Redeeming love has been my theme. And shall be till I die, yes? When this poor, lisping, stammering tongue lies silent in the grave, then in a nobler and a sweeter song, I'll sing of thy power to save. The blood, the blood of Jesus cleanses us. I'm going to close with these weapons. Let's say them again. The word, the name, and the blood. If you ever repeated a title so many times. The word and the name and the blood are weapons that bring victory to our life. Uh, Once again, I just remember, as a new Christian, we hadn't been married too long. It's 41 years now. So we were married two years. And I realized in Hebrews 2.14 that I got set free from a fear. It says, Jesus himself, through death, destroyed the one who had the power of death. That is the devil. And I realized, like, wow. Jesus, through his death, he destroyed the one who has the power of death. That is the devil. Maybe there's someone here today. You're constantly fighting fear of death or fear of death of a loved one. Let's confess this word. Jesus destroyed the devil. Jesus himself, through death, destroyed the one who has the power of death. See, Jesus came and brought life. His life takes away all death. And it, and it says that, that, I don't know if I said it was Hebrews 2.14, but we're not going to go there, but you, if you want to jot it down, it really... Um, ministered to me so many years ago, Jesus himself through death destroyed the devil, is basically what it's saying. For this purpose was the Son of God, this is the same thing, for this purpose was the Son of God manifest, that he may destroy the works of the devil. What am I talking about? I'm talking about you have power. I'm talking about you have authority. And you have divine protection. Um, Let me just see here. Um, I think I'll just read a couple more. Uh, Colossians 2.15, victory 
through the word, the name, and the blood. We have victory over spiritual attacks. This is what Jesus did, having spoiled principalities and powers. He made a show of them openly, triumphing over them in it. And having disarmed the powers and authorities, he made a public spectacle of them. And again, it says triumphing over them in the cross. Don't ever think that the enemy is going to have a hold on you or a hold on a loved one. We are sending the word, the liberating word, the power of the name of Jesus, covering every situation with the blood of the Lamb for redemption for God's people. He loves each and every one. And uh, Psalm 108 says, Through God we we shall do valiantly. We will gain the victory. He will trample down our enemies. Thank you, Lord. I'm going to read that one more time. Through God, we shall do valiantly. We will gain the victory. He will trample down our enemies. Thank you, Lord. There's a couple other verses in the New Testament that talk about resisting the devil. And one of them is resist the devil. And Well, that's good news. Was that hard? Did you have to get on your knees and scrunch up your face and fast three days? Fasting's fine, but resist the devil and thank you, Lord. We use the name of Jesus. Okay. Um, as we, I'm going to close in prayer, and uh, I'm going to prophesy this verse, that when the enemy shall come in like a flood, come on, the Spirit of the Lord shall raise up a standard. He's going to put up a wall. When the enemy, Isaiah 59:19, when the enemy shall come in like a flood, the Spirit of the Lord will put up a wall. He'll raise up a standard against him. I declare you safe today in the name of Jesus. And the God of peace shall bruise, will soon crush Satan under your feet. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you. There are some more things that we could talk about um, regarding these these weapons, and there's activators, things that activate these weapons, preaching, prayer, praise, witnessing. But what I'd like to do today is stand up together and pray together. I'd like you to raise your voices with me. And we're going to pray again. I will lead in prayer against any spiritual attack in your lives. And uh, we'll use the word, the name, and the blood. Amen. Amen. So we thank you, Heavenly Father, that you have given us these weapons. You've given us the word. You've given us the name of Jesus and the precious, spotless blood of the Lamb. Father, we come boldly to your throne today for your mercy, your grace to help in time of need. God, we pray. First of all, we pray for our own homes. We pray for our lives. We pray, Jesus, for where we are with you and any attack going on, anything going coming against us. We break it off right now in the name of Jesus, with the power of the blood of Jesus, and we send the word of life into every situation that we are walking through. We include our marriages. We include our children and our children's children. We thank you, Lord. You said this is the victory that overcomes even our faith. And we pray today, Lord, for our households. We pray today, Lord, for our brothers and sisters. We pray for our nations. We pray for our families. 
We pray for the Word of God to go and to penetrate this life-breathed Word, to go and penetrate every situation. Actually, Lord, every person that we care about, we pray a covering over them. We pray divine protection over them. And, Lord, using the weapons that you've given us, we break satanic attacks against our lives, against our homes, against our families, against our parents, against each child, every cousin, every aunt, and every uncle, everyone who needs healing. We send the healing word in the name of Jesus. We thank you, Lord, for the power. We thank you, Lord, for moving in your greatness, for doing a good work here today. And then let's pray together in the spirit. If you've never spoken in tongues, just go ahead and uh, begin to worship the Lord. And the Lord will baptize you today with his spirit. And if all you can say is hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. We're praying uh, the perfect will of God. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus, for breakthroughs that we're going now into victory and we're bringing loved ones with us. We've released them. We've set them free through your name, through your blood, and through your word. Thank you, Lord. Now we thank you, Lord, that you are doing a good work in each of these lives. And this is the victory, and everyone shouts in Jesus' name, Amen! Amen. Let's thank Him for Thank you for listening to this inspirational message. We trust that you were encouraged in your faith. For additional information or resources, please contact the church at 605 692 4616. You can email us at holylife at brookings.net or visit our website at holylifetabernacle.com. If you're in the Brookings area, please stop by to visit a service. We are located at 241 Mustang Pass, just off Main Avenue South. Our service times are Sundays at 10 a.m. and 6.30 p.m., also Wednesday nights at 7. God bless you.